trying to land this plane here, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Postlight Podcast. I'm Gina Trapani, CEO of Postlight. As always, I'm joined by my partner in this business and president of Postlight, Chris Osako. Hey, Chris. Hello, Gina. Uh, we're sitting in the podcast studio at our office. We often record this remote, but it's kind of fun. Fun fact yeah. about our podcast studio, it has an on-air sign, which is really cool, but there's no on-off switch. That's right. So we're just always on we're air. We're always on air. Yeah, we actually had someone say, like, I checked the on-air sign and it was on, so I did not disturb you. <laughs> Which is actually brilliant. <laughs> we we work out of the podcast. We never leave the podcast studio. And, we're, <laughs> and it's we never get disturbed. On, and we, ne- we never get disturbed and we're never off air. <laughs> so there you go. It is a fun fact. I'm excited about this topic that we have today. So we have, you know, a little inside baseball. We've got this Trello board. For the podcast, because you know, swim lanes, Kanban, that's what you do. Uh, drop <laughs> ideas on there. And uh, when I said to Chris, What are we going to talk about today? He's like, Oh, he, he was like, You knew you had this card right at the top of your of, of the pile for you. So, what, what are we talking about today? What is this topic? The importance of being plain spoken. Plain spoken. Oh. Oh, I just, so I relax even saying it out loud. No, it's so important. We work in an industry. Oh my God. Where people, use words and buzz phrases and acronyms and just a bunch of like newfangled concepts that are the, you know, the same old, same old, just dressed up in new. It's like a prerequisite for being in technology. I know. Like I, it's, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot. And it's never ending. And it gets to the point where sometimes you find yourself in a conversation and you're like, what is even happening what is right now? Happening? What, what are, are we talking about? Saying? What are you saying for real? Yeah. I used to feel bad. Like I'm behind and like I should know. Like right. I would feel like a little bit dumb. Like, oh, I'm not keeping up with oh, the trends. Totally. And then I turned a corner. There was like a moment in my career and I turned a corner and I was like, if I don't know what someone's talking about, then they're making assumptions about who their audience is. Yes. And I've been in this industry long enough that if I don't know what it is, there's likely someone else in the room, you know, if it's a big room that also doesn't know. Yeah. And so now I just, I'm like, I don't feel bad. I just ask. I'm yeah. like, what does that what mean? You, right. What can, wait, can I just stop you there? What is that acronym? And it's funny because I used to feel like that was like going to make me seem dumb or weak. It actually, <laughs> it's kind of a little bit of a power move because you're oh, calling 100%. somebody out on, on using a, a buzz phrase or a phrase that, you know, maybe doesn't have meaning or wasn't clear to others. So 80% of the time, that's a stat I just made up on the spot. These acronyms don't mean anything, don't actually right? right? Or they're or, so far removed from an actual meaning. And the person who is using it is only comfortable with the abstraction. And they're not actually thinking about what they're really trying to say. And everybody has assigned meaning to it. Yes. Like different meaning to it. So now you have an acronym with these sort of buzzy business technology words that everybody has a different perception of what they mean exactly. Right. And so the conversation goes nowhere. Right. You Again, you find yourself in these rooms where you're like, well, what are we actually talking, talking about here? About? We're so far removed. <laughs> and I, I, I can vividly remember earlier in my career, like the meetings where I'd be frantically Googling things. Yes. Like what, what's going on? What is that again? You know? Right. What is that again? Yes. And it's a complete waste and it doesn't feel good. Like it doesn't feel good as the person in the room. And I think it also doesn't feel good to the room as a whole, you yeah. know, 
because clarity is kindness. And <laughs> when you're not being clear, it is a tax on every thought and every back and forth that's happening in the room. Yes. And, you know, and I really feel like our job as people who help our clients with technology mm-hmm. is to bring more clarity and more simplicity and not like, exactly. you know, bedazzle executives with buzz phrases. Look, sometimes executives have hooked on to something and been like, this is my problem. Like somebody perfectly expressed it in this, you know, weird phrase or whatever. But we start by being like, tell us what that means to you. Like in plain sentences, we really try to go to like, how do we say this as simply as possible? Right. Like in plain English. Simple, direct, clear, no abstraction when, whenever possible. Right. And with the with the acronyms, if you can't replace the acronym with a more descriptive thing that you're trying to say, yeah. then there's probably an issue that you need yeah. to resolve, something that is not yet identified, right. you know? Mm-hmm. Or, or just spell out the acronym, right? right? Don't say AWS, say Amazon Web, Web Services, services. Mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And it really does obscure what the actual thought that is trying to be communicated is. Yeah. Asking what does that acronym mean, or I haven't heard that phrase before, like, could you tell me what that means, is actually, it starts to unpack things. Like, when someone has to explain what they're saying, like, you you get at what the issue is. So it's actually a good technique not only to, you know, add another (laughs) catchphrase to your, you know, personal dictionary. It's like, what is this person really saying? What does this represent to them? What does this acronym represent to them or this newfangled, you know? phrase mean right. to them. Yep. I mean, sometimes in the in the best case scenario, it can help clarify their own thinking because yes. they're using the acronym in place of something that wasn't totally clear before. But as you try to pull on the thread, mm-hmm. you get to something that is more meaningful and more true, more direct. Again, especially in a group setting, it just helps everybody. Yep. I think another part of being plain spoken to is staying a bit high level. You know, I think that particularly the technology industry and with engineers and with people who are doing very technical work, there's a tendency to want to include, you know, all the detail and like talk about that, you know, new service or new approach or new pattern, uh, you know, or new bit of programming language or, or database technology or whatever it is. And to like speak about it in depth to justify why it's so much better and how it's so important. And you have to know your audience, right? Mm -hmm. If you're talking to, you know, high-level folks who want the high-level story, you know, adjust that story. I think that there's a little bit, particularly among the more technical groups, like a a pushback against, like, don't oversimplify or reduce, you know, like, like, give all the facts. But I think there's a lot of use in saying, like, at the high level, this is what this means. Like, boil it down. So this is why we're, we're doing this thing. You know, I've seen technical architecture diagrams, which are like incredibly, incredibly detailed and huge with tons of different nodes. And and I think that that's appropriate for a technical audience. We wrote a piece on the postlight.com, our website about layer cakes, Mm -hmm. about taking a platform and breaking it down to just the general layers. And I I had tweeted about it and someone responded to me, a technical leader responded to me and said, oh, you mean architecture? Architecture? Architecture, right. So like marketing speak for architecture. That's and, incredible. And you know that that was a little bit of a pejorative. That's a right? dig, yeah. And it's like, okay, you know, yes. Is simplifying something being a bit reductive? Yes. But sometimes it's very useful to be a bit reductive 
and to use just plain, regular English words yep. that anybody can understand at a low grade level so that it's clear to everybody in the room, regardless of what perspective they're coming from, you know, what's going on and right. why we're doing this. Again, it's know your audience. If you yes. are talking to a wide group of stakeholders or you're a technical person and you're speaking to a non-technical room, mm -hmm. making sure that you've got something that's accessible by everyone is so important. It's critical. Yeah. And having those diagrams or those slides or the presentations that are in an excruciating level of detail, it just comes off like you are, first of all, you're going to lose the room. Yeah. And it comes off like you are, I don't know, showing off or, right. yeah. you know. Proof of work. Yeah. Right. This proof of work that is just not, it's not necessary almost right. all of the time. Right. And there's a very clear way to say, I'm going to show you something at a higher level that is no less true than the very, very detailed thing. But I've got the backup for it if you want to go. You want to go a level deeper. A level deeper. Or four levels deeper. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And the truth is, like, having that higher level summary view is probably more useful to most of your technical audience as well, you right. know, unless you've got a specific reason to go dive go into deep. the weeds. Mm -hmm. Yep. I mean, the same thing is true for documentation that's meant to be read in prose, right? You want the high level view to mm -hmm. be available and digestible by the widest set of people mm -hmm. and then more detailed documentation or sort of sub pages that can be followed up on when necessary, but only when necessary. Right. And if you overwhelm people with all the stuff all at once, it is like a barrier to yeah. getting people to internalize what you're trying to communicate. Right. Right. Share as needed. Share as, as needed. needed. Yeah. That's right. Have you ever had a technical team or a person weaponize <laughs> information oh, yeah. about the stack or about the technology for like reasons why it can or can't do the thing? Tell uh, me, I let me tell you all about the Ba, 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 da, 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 da. And then right. you just get just an avalanche of technical information about why a thing is the way it is. And you're like, but what are you saying? What are you saying? Right. It's very often in response to like a very reasonable business request. Right. Yes. Like, you know, the homepage takes 13 seconds to load. load. What's going on there? Right. It's like, well, you know, yeah. the caching yeah. subsystem yeah. and the microservice and yeah. the blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You didn't think about authentication. And, and it's like, hold on a second. This is backwards. Right. Like. You are arming yourself with this deep, you know, technical misdirect. Right. <laughs> when when what really should be happening is, oh, let me internalize your business problem. And then let's think about at a very, you know, again, sort of basic fundamental level. And we're not saying there are not technical challenges. Of course, there of course, are tricky problems with there technical challenges. Limitations, yeah. Right. But you have to be able to have a a direct conversation about them in a way that is unified around solving the problem as right. opposed to, you know, let me put on my protective coat of all of these impenetrable terms. Very important technology terms, right, that are holding us, that right. we've committed to and that are the reason why. Right. Here are all the reasons. And there's always a new one. You know, there's yeah. always the next set of things. It's like, well, you know, here's the reason why we can't do blah, blah, blah. And it's like, that's not, that is the wrong framing. Yep. How do you promote a culture of being plain spoken? How do you encourage 
colleagues, team members, I mean, with clients, you know, I think, I think there are ways that there's like, hey, can you spell out that acronym? Or everybody might not know what that means. Like, this is common feedback we give to like DEX. Oh, yeah. Hey, in that acronym, spell that out. And maybe put it in parentheses, the acronym, because not everybody, you know, might know what that means. Or so what I'm, what I hear you saying is this, is that right? Maybe we could just rephrase that kind of thing. Yeah, those kinds of prompts are great. I mean, I would also say this is something you can interview for. Mm. Like, as you're thinking about growing your team, if you get the word salad in the interview yeah. where it's like, you know, I I have worked on the blah, blah, blah. And it's just like all the acronyms and the buzzwords fall out of their mouth, but it's not actually in the context of something real. Right. And you find yourself wondering, what does that mean exactly? Right. Like what actually were you responsible for? Right. Like what result was there? Yeah. Yeah. That's a huge That's red, a flag. red flag. Yeah. And you should you should call that out in yeah. your communication competency as you're thinking about bringing on a new hire. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think in a presentation review, asking an engineer especially to just come, come one up level up and mm-hmm. see what kind of response you get. And that can be a very helpful way to say, okay, like what you're saying, you know, there's some technical truth to it, but how do you how do you simplify? How do you go one rung up the stack? Yep. Yep, definitely. Why do you think the technology industry in particular loves like buzz phrases and mm. new words for new technologies and, and acronyms? Even, I mean, and not just technology industry. I think also corporate culture likes likes yeah. acronyms, right? Because it's like it has an acronym and therefore it is real. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think that's right. Yeah. I think acronyms lend a not gravity, but a like seriousness. It's official. It's official. It's official. We're using these letters. That's the thing. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And I mean, I think in the industry as a whole, I think, you know, coming up with names for, you know, everything old is new again, but coming up with new names for it, even things like, you know, web three or web two, it's a way to market and package up an idea and make it feel new and make people, you know, Google it and look it up and be like, oh yes, like web three, that's, Yeah. All, that's all the crypto things, right. right? Like, you know, it, it's a way to market an idea. So you make it real. It has a name. But I also just think it's a way you can create some obscurity through ambiguity, right? Mm. Like it's sort of ambiguous what this phrase and name means. And, and I think particularly when, a, you know, a catchphrase or, you know, buzzword sort of catches fire. The more people that use it, the more they kind of assign their own meaning to it if the meaning is not immediately clear. Yeah. And it's a way to just obscure away what the real issue is because maybe it's not clear to that person, you know? That's the thing. I think you can kind of skate by yes. by using these words or concepts that – are one or two steps away from the truth of the matter. And so if you don't really get the truth of the matter, that's okay (laughs) because you can can sort of hint at it and get close enough to it that you can walk your way through the tricky rooms or the tricky conversations. And it makes you seem smart and dialed in and maybe ahead of everybody else in the room because you like know this idea, right, that maybe others didn't know. Like it's a little bit of a power move. It's a little bit of a power move. Yeah, yeah. But, but, but it's, it's also one you could call, should call BS on exactly. in your head. You should have, the BS meter should go off in your head. Like, right. Wait, what, is, what does that mean exactly? Right. What do you mean by that? Right. And it sidesteps the actual, the actual understanding, right. right? Like the actual part of the matter. Right. Because you need to not rely on, you know, these packaged up things yeah. that may or may not, you know, be at the heart of what you're trying to solve. Yeah. You know, I think a lot of the clients that we talk to, they have had bad experiences with people who come in and say, know them with yeah. phrases. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know exactly what you're dealing with. And we have the, you know, bloody blah framework that relies on X, Y, and Z. And mm-hmm. those are all things that are well understood. And we just need to 
you know, agile scrum, the blah, 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 and yeah. you'll be good. And it's like, okay, I, you sort of sounded like you got it, but also not, I don't really know what you just said. Right. I said some confidence there and a bunch of words I don't really understand. Maybe you know a lot better than me. Yeah. But also do you, what, what did that mean? It just it is a, it's a big consulting trope. Maybe it's a big company thing in general. I don't know, but it yeah. do, it doesn't it doesn't do anybody any good. Yeah, I mean, over time, I've definitely come to think in my head like, oh, this person is very smart and an expert. The more sort of simply they can lay out exactly something versus the other way. Whereas younger in my career, I'd be like, oh, this person is like you know knows all the words and like is you know really smart, and I'm googling furiously to keep up with what they're saying. And now I'm like, oh, okay, that's that's a show. That's a performance. That's a show. Right. Let's talk to, you know, the person who is like, here's what's going on. Yes. This is this is the problem. Yes. Let me clarity of the you know, of what the problem is is step one. And that's that's the only way that you really get to a solution. That's right. It's not only the most accessible thing, but it is the only way to really truly get at the real solution. Yeah. And we're talking a lot about engineering. I think this also applies in design. I think that you have designers who will spin a big story about design all, thinking and processes. Exactly. And, and yep. Let me yep. run this sprint with these activities and here's exa- and look, don't get me wrong. We have a view on how you should do, you know, design sprint style work, mm-hmm. but it's always presented in a way that is very direct about what we're doing and what you're going to get. What you're going to get. And it always defaults to the work. And mm-hmm. there are other groups who will not attack it that way. It'll be very, you know, hand wavy and like, yes. well, you know, here's, we might do a little bit of this and there's this kind of user journey, blah, blah, blah. And it's very abstract to the point where you're like, I don't understand. If you're ever saying to yourself, I don't really understand what's, what's going what, on. What's go, what are, yeah. <laughs> that's when, that's when you got to stop. Right. It's not, it's not you. you. It's not you. <laughs> That's it. It's totally within your rights. And I think, you know, most people just don't do this for whatever reason. They don't want to look stupid or whatever. But it's totally within your right to say, hold on, I'm not following you. I'm not following you. Can you break that down? Break that down. What does that mean? What does that mean exactly? What does that really mean? But like practically, what does that mean? Right. (laughs) Yes, definitely. More people should be asking that question in more rooms or getting the documents ahead of time (laughs) that that describe (laughs) what's underneath it all. Yeah. Yeah, and, and this is particularly true when you're, like, proposing a solution. In our business, we write up proposals and we put them in front of prospects. And this is, I think, where, particularly in our proposals, like, this back and forth of what is the client actually going to get? What right. are we going to do for them? What does this mean? We're going to, you know, build them a new platform that's going to bring them to the future. What what does that mean, right. really, though? Right. Like, let's, you know, let's say it. But I think, you know, in every work situation, you have to sell ideas, you have to pitch solutions, you have to, you know, get sign off on a thing. And the simpler and more plain spoken you can be and the more results oriented, this is the result that you're going to get. Exactly. This is the problem that we have. This is the result we're going to get. I think, I just think the better. Yeah. I think being plain spoken is just a, such an important value, not only in technology industry, but I think that we have a particularly acute case of, of BS yes. <laughs> uh, in, our, in our cohort. I'll call us all out for right. it. Right. I mean, I also think a tangent of what we're talking about is that the more specific you can be while still being plain spoken and direct is better. Like content management system. Content management system, we've talked a lot about that on the show before. It can mean anything. You can have a CMS that is behind a publisher versus behind a video delivery service mm-hmm. versus managing a family tree versus, mm-hmm. you know, keeping track of your inventory. I mean, it, yeah. it means content. Yeah. Anything. It, it, yeah. And so when you're talking about what your 
product team is thinking about, yes, there's probably going to be a CMS in your architecture. Can you be more specific about what it is? Yeah. And if so, do that, you know? Right. And do it in a way that is understood by many. Same thing with like DAM, digital asset manager. Yes. Like, okay, what, what is a digital asset manager? Yeah, yeah. Right. Digi- okay. And there, Break it down. Is that where the videos live? Exactly. That's where the photos live. Right. <laughs> right. That's, that's where the sound file, that's where all the podcast episode, you know, sound right. files live. Yeah. Oh, you're talking about a document archive? Like, that's a slightly different thing. Yeah. Let's call Something it that, like that. Yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah, just demystifying this stuff. It, it, it seems like a shortcut, but in almost all cases, it's not a great shortcut. There are, like, very few examples where there can be a common understanding around things where it's like, okay, it's helpful for us all to adopt this term or this acronym because, you know, we, even as I'm saying this though, I'm not convincing myself (laughs) (laughs) because almost all the time you should just say what the thing stands for. Unless there's like a really compelling reason to go with this abstract, maybe API is like a, But even then, I will sometimes define, you know, this is a programmatic interface versus saying API. Yeah. I mean, as you say that, I mean, I say API. I mean, we seek to be plain spoken always on this show and all the time. Although, you know, there are times when we probably haven't and we've used acronyms and catchphrases and you should email us at hello at Bosley.com. Call us out. Call us out. We welcome that. We're not walking the talk. It all has so much to do with like the world that you live in. Like as a former engineer, API is like very obvious to me what that is and why you'd have one. And, you know, and I would use that acronym in a lot of spaces just because it's very clear to me in my head. Yeah. And, you know, that's not always true, right? Right? You have no. to get outside your own head. Right. I think this is, you know, true for business leaders who use buzzwords and, and you know, acronyms that you say all day because it's part of your world. When you talk to people outside of your world, and they're like, what? Yeah. What does that mean? I remember the first time I saw COB in an email. Oh, COB. And I, I was like, what does this mean? I need this by COB. <laughs> by, by cop? What? Like corn on the? Right. Yeah. <laughs> And it, st- it stands for close, close of business. business. And that was not at all obvious to me. Right. I mean, whatever. You Google it, you figure it you out. But it's like it, this little guessing out. game it's where... Little, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, EOD, you know, end of day, like out of the office. Oh, oh, oh. like I'm just thinking about there's... Yeah, there's so many. There's there's many. There's a, there's a lot of them. Have you ever had someone send you a, in a subject line only email where they say the thing they want to say and then say E-O-M, E-O-M. Yeah. End of message? Like, oh, I appreciate that. That one I kind of like. <laughs> yeah. The first few times I'd open it up and be like, there's nothing in this message. What's EOM? Right. And now, now I'm like, oh, cool. Nice. See, that's you interesting. You slack. Yeah. But, but yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you sending me email? But okay. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's there are so many that are coming into my head. Like CX, right? CX. One of your favorites, Chris. One of my favorites. Customer CX. experience. It could mean anything to anyone. Mm-hmm. And if there's a request, like I need a... CX lead with app dev experience. And it's like, you could be describing 47 different people. Like, what is your actual problem? And then let's talk about that need, you know? When I hear CX, I remember, oh, right, that means customer experience. When I hear customer experience, I think of like, going to like the anthropology at Rockefeller Center and buying a <laughs> candle or something. Like I like I got literally thinking about walking into a store and purchasing a because customer experience. But you're hundred percent right, right? Like, right? That, like it could, that could be a valid definition of really, customer experience. I mean it is a customer experience. Or maybe I'm just old and I and I just remember UX. Like UX, I'm like, oh right, yes, user experience. But that's just because I grew up in, you know, 
The, the olden web times. Yeah. We talk but, about UX. Well, but I think that, again, even with UX, I think there's a context that's missing there from is. that. Mm-hmm. And whatever you are communicating will be so much stronger if you include that context yes. when you are trying to talk about it. Yes. Versus just saying the thing. I still don't know the difference between UX and UI. I mean, I, I know what those words, I know that UX stands for user experience and UI stands for user interface, but I will just confess to you and to this entire audience <laughs> that I still am not entirely sure what the difference is between those two things. And I think people say UX, UI. And, I, and I'm saying that because I, again, like I think we come up with these terms and I think that our design team would probably be absolutely shocked and disappointed to hear me say that. But <laughs> but it's true. I well, just, I don't know exactly. There's a nuance between those two things. I'm not exactly sure what, but this, what, is, what, but this is the point. This is the point. This is the point. The abstractions are lossy. Because the abstractions are lost. I could say to you, in my interpretation, UI is someone who is more visual focused, who's going to be more focused on how it looks. Interface. The and and, well, and specifically like the visual design, right? Uh The colors, the type, the Uh layout. Okay. And a UX person is going to be more concerned with the interactions. The interactions. And how how screen to screen. But this is my interpretation, Interpretation. right? Yeah. And I think if you asked several different designers, you would probably get Something slightly differently right. nuanced. Exactly, like a right. si- a similar answer, but a slightly you know nuanced answer. Right, same kind of thing with design system. Like I love that design systems are really taking hold, and yes. more and more companies are thinking in terms of you know not just what is the interface I have to build right in front of me, but how do I think about a common design language that mm-hmm. my company, my platform, my suite of applications can use, so that they all feel like they are part of the same family. That is tremendous. For companies who have adopted design systems, it's been a huge boon to consistency around what users see as they interact with, you know, that company's platforms. Yes. But it doesn't necessarily mean the same thing to each company, especially where each company is in its trajectory uh, trajectory Mm -hmm. of design thinking or of its approach to design. And so if someone comes to us and says, I want a design system, our first question is like, well, what do you have today? And where are you today? And how can we help you think about what your next step is? Because that next step might look very different depending on who you're talking to and what they mean by design Design system. Design system, right. It just comes back to, again, like say what you mean and that you're going to get a thousand times farther, a thousand times quicker than if you're trying to use the term du jour. Right, right. We've built a lot of design systems for for our clients, and we have a whole sort of idea of what that might look like. And if someone, one of our clients says, I want a design system, we could just assume that it's a thing that's in our head is a thing that's in their head, and that is a recipe for disaster. Right. For sure. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, a design system could mean a brand. Right. A design system could mean a component library. That's right. A design system could mean a set of widgets, you know, mm-hmm. to use in a dashboard or in an article. or I mean, there's like a thousand definitions yeah. that we could list. Yeah, there's off-the-shelf design systems that maybe they're trying to choose. Like, right, maybe they want lot. material design. Maybe they want carbon. Maybe they want, you know. Right, right. There's a ton of ambiguity there. That's right. So you have to dig in some more. You have mm-hmm. to dig in. And it applies to all of these things, right? The term of industry, mm-hmm. the buzzwords, the acronyms, they should all be you know, little alarm bells that go off in your head that it's like, well, wait a second. Let's interrogate this. What Let's interrogate this. What do you mean when you say? Right. And as you're preparing, if you catch yourself doing it, yes. then try to clarify your thinking, right? Yep. It's the same thing like if you write, 
you know, three paragraphs on a slide and you're like, hold on, I haven't done the work here to really boil this down to like the essence of what I'm trying to communicate. That's right. Fewer words means you've actually done more thinking and more work. If I had more time, I would have sent a shorter letter. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. I feel much better. I feel like I feel like now that we've talked about this and put this into the world, our whole world's going to become a little bit more plain spoken. Do you think? Let's hope so. Is it is that is that optimistic? I mean, it's optimistic, but you know, let's uh, let's go with it. <laughs> I just want everyone here listening to feel like totally empowered and good about saying, "What do you mean by X?" Or when you say Y, say more about that. Say or, more about or, that. Or, I've heard that phrase like could you tell me what that means yes because you'll learn so much about the other person's perceptions and you can just throw out the, the acronym or the buzz phrase your brain can throw that out you don't have to remember it uh it just leads to a more productive conversation yep architecture that's what you <laughs> that's what you're leaving people with <laughs> that's what I, <laughs> that in and of itself is, is a buzz oh phrase apparently. My God. apparently it's a thing i want them on a t-shirt <laughs> architecture. Do you think someone has it on their resume? No, because it's it's pejorative. It's a pejorative, right? Well, I mean, so I'm going to make a very broad statement. I think that technical folks often look down on marketing because marketing is very simplistic and kind of like rah-rah and just, you know, explaining to somebody, like, please come buy my thing, right? But there's something about marketing, which is that it forces you to, in as few and most simple words as possible, mm-hmm. Say something. Yeah. Explain, you know, typically a value proposition of something, to sell something, to explain something, right? So it's it's funny, like, when it was like, oh, some architecture. Like, it was so interesting to me. So I was like, no, this is a good thing. There's actually a lot of value here. The thing about architecture, there is value in the abstraction, mm-hmm. but it has to be connected to what's really going on. Right. You know what I mean? And if it's disconnected and you're just using the abstraction, right. I feel like I'm not even being clear in describing this, but like, you you know, you need to be able to use the right altitude, but have that's it be right. true at each altitude. True at each altitude. That's right. Right. If you go a level deeper, here's a little bit more detail. Right. You're zooming in and out of the map. You're zooming in and out right. of the map. There's the country. There are the states. Oh, there's right. the cities. Right. Oh, there's all the little towns. That's right. Right. <laughs> right. Right. But there's definitely value in that zoomed out view. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I love having conversations about things that are complicated and hard and in, you know, buzz phrases and acronyms and unclear. We really like cutting through ambiguity and getting to clarity. And a lot of this is just, what do you mean by that? And tell me more about that. We love having those conversations. So if you're dealing with a complicated problem, if you're getting snowed by buzz phrases and acronyms that are meaningless to you, number one, solidarity. Number two, you should send us an email. Hello at postlight.com. We would love to chat with you about it. And we'd love to hear from you. And uh, also send us your worst. Send us your worst acronyms and worst buzz phrases and catchphrases and most annoying technology, especially. Oh, that'd be so um, good. That concept names. And we will, um, you know, maybe we'll share them in a future episode. That, that'd be kind of fun. Or at the very least, we'll laugh about them when we get the email. Exactly. Exactly. We read everyone. Hello at postlight.com. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks all. Bye.